A new documentary tells the story of the family behind the beloved 70-year-old Ukrainian restaurant. It's called Veselka, the rainbow on the corner at the center of the world. We hear how the East Village staple started out as a small coffee shop on the corner of East 9th Street and 2nd Avenue in the neighborhood historically known as Little Ukraine. And over time, it expanded, becoming famous for its signature borscht and pierogi. Let's listen to a clip from the film. This is the narrator, David Duchovny, giving Veselka's origin story. Jason Burchard has a hunger to feed people, like his father and grandfather before him. But the feeding goes beyond food itself. Food should unite us, and it can transport us, bringing the flavors of Ukraine and Eastern Europe to a corner of New York City. The film follows third-generation owner Jason Burchard, who took over day-to-day operations after his father Tom retired. We see the restaurant face the uncertainties of the COVID-19 pandemic, undergo a process of renovation, and we see staff deal with the devastation of an ongoing war in Ukraine. The film is out in select theaters tomorrow, and joining us to discuss the film is director Michael Fiore. Welcome to all of it. Thank you so much for having me. We also have uh, second-generation owner Tom Burchard. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Alongside the man representing the next generation of Veselka, Jason Burchard. Jason, welcome. Happy to be here. Thank you. And listeners, we would love to hear from you. Have you been to Veselka recently? When was the last time you dined there? What did you order? Do you live near or perhaps in little Ukraine? What are some of your favorite Veselka stories or memories of the restaurant. Give us a call or send us a text, 212-433-9692. That's 212-433-WNYC. Or you can reach out to us on X, formerly known as Twitter or Instagram, at WNYC. Michael, in this documentary, we learn about three generations of this family that has cultivated a home for Ukrainians away from home. What was the impetus for you to make this documentary? I uh, went to neighboring NYU film school. And any student or alum knows that uh, Veselka is there to be your second kitchen or your home away from home. And I started going there about 20 years ago. And I had known the kind of back of the menu story of the three generations. And uh, I was introduced to Tom and Jason through a mutual colleague. And I started to promote the idea of a father-son theme story. This was November of 2021, and the war wasn't even a glimmer in anybody's eye at that point. So, uh, you know, the the theme was a father and son story, multi-generational, as well as they were talking about doing a renovation of the restaurant. Tom had transitioned and and retired. Um, So it was going to cover this kind of changing of the guard as well, which the the movie as it's completed does cover that. But then the war happened. And in February, uh, we hadn't started the movie yet. And I had reached out to Tom and Jason again, said, you know, if we're going to tell your story, I think now's the time. I don't want to exploit your staff or what's going on with the war back home for these Ukrainians. Mm. But because your 
father-in-law and grandfather started the establishment in 1954 as a result of wanting to give displaced Ukrainians after World War II a home, I felt the parallels were too strong to deny them. And we were all in agreement that now was the time to tell the story. Uh, I mean, obviously the story changed radically yes. from, from where you started. And it's the, the documentary in large part tells the story about the role that Veselka has played during the, the last two years. It is now almost exactly two years later mm -hmm. since the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Jason, what do you do? You know, what is the best way to help? How do you use your business, whatever influence you have in the community? So in the beginning, I, you know, I felt very uh, connected, you know, being my grandson of my grandfather who unfortunately escaped Russian oppression and, and arrived here in the late 1940s. Uh, I, I, you know, I believe his spirit lives in me. And when this conflict started, I wanted to, you know, with the outpouring of love and you know, the customers were coming from near and far to not only enjoy our food, but wanted to, to donate and contribute. And, um, you know, I had partnered with a local nonprofit that I've been, uh, partnered with since for more than 10 years called Razum for Ukraine. And they're a nonprofit that are helping on the humanitarian level. Uh, I decided that uh, shortly after the conflict started that one of our signature dishes, borscht, I, I decided that all the sales of our borscht would go to humanitarian relief efforts. Um, we call it borscht diplomacy, as, as they say, or, uh, and, and shortly after that borscht, there was a fight between where borscht originated uh, whether it was in Ukraine or Russia, and it was a, a designated as an UNESCO heritage dish of Ukraine. Mm. Um, it, it was easier at that time, now that we're going into, uh, unfortunately, two years into this conflict, to keep the spotlight. I, I think it's very uh, poignant that the movies come out now right before the two-year anniversary. It's, it's a political hot potato uh, in Washington, but it, it's still you know, a, a small you know, a story about how we all can come together, and especially as a community, to to do our best to keep our fellow Ukrainians uh, alive. Mm -hmm. Thank you for for sharing. It's difficult to sort out what you do with the spotlight. It, it is. I mean, I, there, I've had so many different politicians and celebrities, and everybody wanting to, you know, share in, in that moment, or how can they help? Uh, you know, it's it's dwindled now, unfortunately. But coming on air and you know, being uh, able to express and continued uh, what we're doing is important to me. So I'm here to answer what, whatever I can. If you would like to join this discussion and share your thoughts uh, on what we're talking about, mm -hmm. or just on Veselka in general, the number 212-433-9692. That's 212-433-WNYC. A text right now. Veselka has the best beet salad in New York City. <laughs> I don't think there's any argument in the room here. <laughs> Let's hear from Lori uh, calling from Manasquan, New Jersey. Good afternoon. Hi, uh, can you hear? Yes, we Turn can. Turn it off? Down. Oh, we can hear you. Do can you, you have... hear me? We can hear you, sure. Do, do you want to share a story? Yes, I do. Uh, thanks. Uh, I Right after college, I moved into the West Village and was always hanging out in the East Village. And the place was famous, Selka. Um, it had the best bread, 
and the best lentil soup. Uh, and I have a ton of memories. And as, I, as soon as I heard your name pop up um, while I was listening, I immediately dialed in. The place holds a special memory for me. Um, you could go there. Everybody in the community hung out, uh, funky people, well-known people. And I just wanted to uh, say that it was a good, good part right after college of my life. Thank you for sharing. I mean, uh, I, you know, I consider ourselves a, a small, humble uh, restaurant uh, in the corner, of, uh, you know, in the East Village. You know, my father in, in working there as a child, you know, obviously built this business and gave me the opportunity to continue the family legacy. And I, I really always, you know, think small minded that, you know, that we're just a small little corner restaurant in the East Village. But, you know, due to a variety of different scenarios that have played out, tragedies, 9-11 and Super Storm Sandy, that people have come and continue to support and uh I think that's part of our Ukrainian heritage. We're we're a very strong, resilient, perseverant uh, people, and uh, I, I've learned a lot from my father. And we're just happy to celebrate our 70th anniversary this year. And it's it's people like you that keep you know have fond memories and keep coming. Thank you very much for sharing. If you would like to call against 212-433-9692. Tom, I, I want to get into the history of your business. Veselka, which means rainbow in yes. Ukrainian, yep. right? Yep. Uh, was founded by your in-laws, Volodymyr and Ola, in 1954. And it wasn't this big restaurant that we see now. Right? No, it was more. It was a. It was a typical uh, Lower East Side uh, candy store. Can you tell I've, us about that and about your in-laws? Yeah, my 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 in-laws were um, immigrated from a displaced persons camp in Germany in 1950, and then my father-in-law bought this funky little newsstand on the corner of Second uh, Avenue and Ninth Street in 1954. But in their early in their first years, early years, they they were professional people from U- Ukraine. But when they came here, they had to do very menial menial work. My uh, mother-in-law was an orderly in a hospital, and my father-in-law swept the floor at the Ballantine Brewery in uh, Newark. Uh, but they certainly had aspirations of bettering their life. And um, uh, again, as I said, my father-in-law bought this funky little newsstand in 1954, and it became kind of a hub. For Ukrainians, there was a there was a large Ukrainian uh, uh, community that had immigrated with them in the in 1950 from Germany. And how did you get pulled into the family? Business? So I met the I met uh, their daughter at a fraternity party at Rutgers in 1966, and um, you know fell in love. We were young. She brought me to the East Village, was which was a revelation to me. I grew up in a very homogenized suburb in New Jersey, and uh, coming to the East Village and and experiencing the vibrancy and the diversity and the energy um, was really infectious. I, I I I took to it right away. So uh, my last two and a half years of college, I worked at Veselka on weekends, and um, my father-in-law tragically passed away in nineteen. 19- uh, uh, let's see, it was six, yeah, seventy-four. I took over, and um, struggled with it, but eventually figured out what it would take to make the business succeed. And and uh, luckily, we're still here. Hmm. Luckily, indeed. And if you would like to uh, join this conversation again, we're having a lot of phone calls coming through right now. Let's get to some of your calls. Two one two four three three nine six. 
1-800-259-9292. Let's hear from Al in uh, Millville. Welcome to all of it. Good afternoon. Oh, Al is not available right now. Okay. Uh, how about let's hear from uh, Risa in Huntington. Good afternoon. Welcome to all of it. Hi, how are you? Great. So during the 80s, I lived on um, 7th Street, which was, uh, there's a beautiful Ukrainian church on 7th Street. My landlord, and it was definitely a railroad flat that I lived in, uh, the landlord at the time, he too uh, was Ukrainian and he had a bunch of songbirds in the in the basement um and it was a hub of european eastern european activity in the area there were so many places like the selka which was so great for somebody like myself who was young just starting to work i worked at seward park high school which is not far from there and so i was on a very limited budget and um as a result of the selka places like stanley's places like christina i could go on and on there were so many of them um, they really were, uh, they allowed uh, great cheap fare, party cheap Eastern European fare. And I'll, um, I'll, I'll always remember that. Now, the Selka, I was saying to the fellow who took my call, had a, if I remember correctly, had a really cool mural uh, painted on the outside. I believe the owner's wife was a veterinarian. I yes. know I brought my Yeah, that's my wife, Sally. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, yes. I just so remember that. And um, it was one of many cats that I had. But anyhow, that was just sli- sort of unusual, you know, that uh, she was almost as famous as the self. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, re- I realized uh, early or early on that there was no veterinarian in the entire East Village. And uh, my wife at the time was working uptown. So we put our nickels and dimes together and... and uh, managed to open a veterinary practice for her, which became very, very popular. She became the vet to the East Village. Now I think there's like 14 or 15 veterinary offices, but she was the first. Mm, Very cool. Mm. Uh, I would like to – we just heard about the murals. Uh, So we – the originator, uh, Arnie Charnick, who was a Cooper Union graduate, uh, painted the first one in 1982, and he still rotates different artwork. We actually just – posted or just um, hung a new exhibition in the restaurant so it, he was still it was time for a new mural let's let's listen to a quick clip from the film this is arnold charnick who uh, for decades now has been your muralist uh, recounting a moment when he realized there may be a change in, in leadership a change uh, changing of the guard going on in 2015 i came in and i said so tom what do you think you think it's time for a new mural Eh, well, maybe. I don't know. This one's still popular. Jason said, no, it's time for a new mural. It's time. Dad, I'll take care of this. And at the moment, I saw, you know, the shift. And I went, yeah, baby. <laughs> Tom, is that accurate? Is that the moment when... when- yeah, that's that's accurate. Actually, I, I met Arnie in the... Oh, gee... Many years ago, when I first came to Veselka, there were there were five phone booths across the back wall, and and that was a it was a major. I mean, uh, uh, when I first came to Veselka, uh, bookies would come in and and call in their bets on the on the phone booths. Wow, that's, that that switched to more uh, drug dealing activity. But eventually, we removed the the phone booths to put in some tables as we slowly transition transitioned from candy store to restaurant. But when I first met Arnie, we came up with the idea of 
and I, I got a lot of pushback about taking the phones out. Uh, people were not happy about that. But we decided to do something funny and actually paint a picture of five phone booths across that back wall. And that got some attention. It was kind of, you know, it was kind of a funny thing. <laughs> and then our relationship just blossomed from there. He painted a, he painted a mural outside. And he's been our, he's been our continuing muralist since since then. Since Amazing. The, yeah. We have so many calls coming through right now. I want to get to a couple of them. Sure. Uh, Reggie calling from bed Welcome to all of it. Hi. Hi. I'm a, a jazz musician and a rock musician. And after 2 a.m. after a gig, uh, I guess for the last 40 years, I mean, my first time was when I played CBs in the 80s. Veselka has the best food. You know, the buckwheat pancakes... Uh, and that large uh, chef salad at 2 a.m. in the morning. I mean, they have the best food. It's also filling, and um, you know, it, it's 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 a hangout for um, musicians after the last set down there <laughs> in the East Village. Jason, can you speak to that? You you have a lot of experience with that. Yeah, that was shift, that right? was you know out of college. That was one of my uh, initiatives or uh, things that Tom and my father and I decided that we know that there were a lot of people out late at night. We originally uh, did it on weekends to a great fanfare, and shortly after that, we did it seven days a week. Um, unfortunately, we did that right up until the pandemic, and we haven't gotten back to that. But actually, just coming on before air, I was the uh, conversing with my father and telling him that we're, we're, we're actively looking to open up again late night uh, very soon, uh, before summer. So, uh, Reggie, please come back. I mean, right now we close <laughs> at midnight, but uh, we're, we're here for you. Hmm. Uh, just uh, some final thoughts, Michael. It's almost two years now since the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. What do you hope this movie does for, for viewers? I tell people all the time when they ask, this isn't a war movie. This is an antidote to war story. And to come in um, to, to visit a 70-year story of love and compassion um, and how not only Tom and Jason have come together in good times and bad, but how the community has. And I think given the sentiment that is happening right now uh, in our U.S. government about funding Ukraine... And even kind of like the thinking on the street about, you know, should we or should we not be giving to Ukraine? The hope would be that while the movie is not political or a war movie, mm-hmm. that it, it invites people to to show a little extra compassion, to, to look to themselves as the source of change. Uh, there's a moment in the movie, I don't want to give too much away, where Mayor Adams shows up and he's very torn between multiple messages for that luncheon. And uh, it becomes a, a situation by the end where it becomes pretty clear that Jason and others shouldn't really look to their local leaders for every answer, that, you know, Jason can be the, the agent of change. And I think we all can be the agent of change. And I, I hope that the movie, you know, plants that seed in everyone's head. And we just have a couple of moments left. But uh, Tom or Jason, a final thought? Tom? Um. Yeah, I can't help thinking over and over. When I first came to Veselka, you know, I learned the story of my in-laws who had had an incredibly hard time after the Second World War, fleeing their country, giving up everything they had established and loved and coming to the U.S. and starting over again. And then watching our employees who've helped 
build this incredible business, suffer with uh, worried about their families back home, and uh, it's just it's just heartbreaking. And uh, you know, we're just doing everything we can to support them and and uh, try to make people aware of uh, the human impact of this horrible war. It's such a moving film, and the employees are such a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, director Michael Fiore, Tom Burchard, Jason Burchard from Veselka, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you for you. having yeah, us. Thank you. And once again, the documentary is called Veselka, The Rainbow on the Corner at the Center of the World.